are in front of an audience. That's right, guys. There are eight people here that want to kill our show. Oop, sorry, there's nine now. Oh, well, great. Would you like us to reintroduce ourselves? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would love that. Gary Hoffman. You know those little hairless boys crammed into skinny jeans, texting about their feelings with emojis? Shannon Farron. Wouldn't she be a great first lady? What the hell is this? Gary and Shannon. I will tell you, this is going to be something special. You know it's fine, I go, oh, maybe the reason the weirdest lunch today because it's like smorgasbord leftovers from the super bowl party so i have i have one bacon wrapped date okay i have uh half a pulled pork sandwich okay two slices of cheese and six triscuits that were left over those triscuits were good (laughs) um I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put this out there. Yeah, get it out. Get it out. Let it out. Joe Montana never lost three Super Bowls. Oh, oh, oh. It's okay. Hey, uh, who knew that Tom Brady couldn't catch? Oh. He's well, been hiding all, that from us. No, no, no. <laughs> first of all, he uh, that was a horrible idea. Dude, that was a stupid, uh, leaving just just leaving him out there. For that play was dumb because he could have gotten lit the up. Yes. And that kind of a pass where he's like kind of looking back over yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, like defenseless receiver type. And that was after Brandon Cooks had already been popped. Right, and, I mean, which just, should have been a flag. I think you also said, knock the F out. I didn't say that. You did. I didn't. I said the F word? Yeah, well, no, but you said the F. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, there were children in the room, so you, at least you have some sense of. Yeah, I was just, I was just remembering. Right. I don't think I said one f word. Yeah, you did. How many? I don't know, but enough that you had to apologize to my daughter. You said something like. Uh, no, no, no. That was a different word. That was the D word. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, the Eagles win last night, forty-one thirty-three. And you have found the video of the day. Man, uh, Oscar's posting this. It is it is a an Eagles fan. Okay, first of all, we knew that Philadelphia was going to go crazy. Win or lose, Philadelphia was going to burn. That's just the way they do it in Philly. They actually had to grease up the light poles with hydraulic fluid so that people wouldn't climb the poles in the city of Philadelphia. It didn't work. So what they did is they just took the poles out of the street. <laughs> yeah. And 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 walked down the streets holding the poles like lumberjacks would with a big tree. I mean, listen, I've never understood the take it to the street and then destroy things. And then burn it. And then burn because it. Because you and won. I understand, like, sharing that moment with all your the people and standing in the street yeah. and yelling and yes. getting a little drunk. Yes. And I get that. But the fires. I don't get lighting the fires. And <laughs> you saw the same thing when the Lakers won last. Yeah. People setting buses on fire downtown and trees. Just odd. Anyway, this video is, uh, it was posted by the New York Post originally um, and from some fan in Philly. A guy wearing uh, a Philly's beanie cap wool cap and a scarf and a and a 
Randall Cunningham jersey, I think it was. Yes. Down on his hands and knees in the middle of the street in in Philly with a mouthful of horse crap. Like, police horses have been ruling the streets all night, and they're just, we know what horses do. Everyone's been to a parade. Your team wins the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to eat horse manure. Now, clearly, it's a bet. Clearly, there was some sort of bet made. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this guy was one of those Eagles fans like many Eagles fans are, that are just downer people. They are downer. They don't believe any goodness will ever happen to them or their team or anything. And they're they're cynical, and and that's just how they work. And I bet he was like, no, we're not going to win. Nick Foles is going to crap the bed. And someone's like, you, you better eat some horse crap if they win. And he was like, fine, I'll eat horse crap if they win. We're posting it up. The video is pretty hilarious. He does a little dance to hype himself up. Mm-hmm. He moves the scarf so the scarf well, doesn't touch the manure. Well, that's what I, that was that's my favorite part. part. Like he's leaning over this pile of hot steaming horse manure, and he grabs his his Philadelphia Eagles scarf and kind of throws it over his, over his shoulder because he doesn't want that to touch the want, poop. Yeah, you don't want your scarf to get dirty. Yeah, but you're going to put a whole ca- a whole crab it. apple right in your mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. Can can we just have a pact now? That I don't think we even have to state what I think you're about to say, okay. but go on. That we never bet each other uh, to eat horse manure or actually poop of any kind. Yeah, it doesn't have to. We don't have to specify. <laughs> Output. Just ingestion of fecum is not a good thing, and it will never be a bet. Uh, your wife said fecum yesterday. <laughs> I forget what it was in reference to, but it was great. Did you notice, uh, and I said this earlier in the day because we were talking about um, she's a huge fan of slapstick comedy. Like, yes. Like thinking comedy she gets, but she's not laugh out loud. She won't laugh out loud at stand-up comedy very often. But you give somebody like a foot on their – a foot in a bucket and they fall on their face and hit a mop and the, yeah. the rake and then splash it. She will die laughing. I mean, well, Kat was tears saying down her face that laughing. She, that she's like that too. That she likes to watch videos of people hurting themselves. Yes, and it's it. it if I ever it's trip or fall thing. and she's not there, she's mad that she didn't witness it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's very open. Maybe about that's telling why me about she that. loves you because you're kind of clumsy guy. I am a little clumsy, but she doesn't always see it. So I think mm. she's kind of disappointed that she doesn't <laughs> get to see me hurt myself. Uh, but she was laughing at that, some of those commercials. I think Doug Peterson. Wins the day with that play call to Foles, the, two, the touchdown pass. Now, catch. did he do that because Tom Brady yes. dropped it? Yes, and said, "Well, my quarterback has." It, some it was sure a hands. little bit of that, and who would have guessed that there would be two plays in the Super Bowl right. where the quarterback's the receiver? Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, the the one to Foles that ended with the touchdown that was first. It was a first fourth down. Qu- it was a fourth down. It was fourth and one. Uh, that he is the first quarterback to throw a touchdown pass and catch one in the Super Bowl. I'm just it was a, and the thing is, uh, our friend Jane Wells actually posted this on Facebook earlier today. That's the third Super Bowl in a row that has been exciting to watch. I don't think there's ever been three in a row that have been exciting to watch like that. Because it comes down to those last couple of minutes, and in this case, it I feel came like down to the last more, play. there was more than three. Because it, uh, oh, I guess there was that Denver, the Denver Seattle game that was terrible. 
That one was a blowout. Yeah. But the 49, the 2013 one was pretty good down to the last, True. until there was two minutes and 32 seconds left on the clock and they didn't run the ball. The, I, and I don't know how they But I don't remember the it. one after that. Was that the, was that the interception uh, by the Patriots? Seahawks and in Patriots. In the end zone? Could be. Anyway, I think there's been more than well, three in recent years that have been pretty good. But how are, how are they doing that? I mean, how is the NFL getting away with this? How are they? Yeah, for so long, it was not, it was not very good. Is it just a matter of the parity in the league now where all of these teams are, are that good? Or is it that uh, the teams aren't playing as good defense? Or in the Super Bowl, they've stopped rigging the game for the Patriots so that now Oh, come every- on. <laughs> I think we can all know now that the NFL is not rigged for the Patriots. May, especially because that Zach Ertz catch at the end there. That was a catch-ish. Catch. Catch-ish? That was a catch. I agree, but the, why did it take them 45 minutes to review that thing? I don't know. I don't know. Kraft was trying to dial in how much money he would uh, put towards it not being a catch, and it wasn't enough for the NFL. Uh, I do not like the celebrity shots in the game. I was a little annoyed at how many times they showed Giselle drinking her wine, yeah, ignoring what's going on on the field. Felt, I felt bad for her. Why? I think everyone loved her and her wine and the and the little girl. Um, and then Bradley Cooper on the other side. Bradley I loved Cooper that. in the owner's box. I love, I love him. And you know what? He was so believable in that role as the Eagles guy in, uh, you know, the movie. The, nah, I was going to say the joy. You know that one club. guy in that one movie? <laughs> the one about where he was sort of crazy? Silver uh, Linings yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So believable in that role. And he was that guy yesterday. He was that guy. Totally that guy. All right. There's, there was some stuff that we wanted to talk about, including the uh, the Super Bowl ads. Eli Manning. Eli Manning's commercial that was in there. There were a couple that there were audible groans in our house yesterday. Audible groans when the commercials came on. And for the most part, we weren't even really paying attention to them. Yeah. Uh, the one that my wife turned up really loud was the Mountain Dew one with Peter Dinklage and Morgan oh, Freeman. Yeah. But other than that, there weren't a whole lot that that really garnered. I do all the remember uh, when I was watching the Alexa ad, and I said, "I love Cardi B," and she said, "You shut your mouth." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Did she throw a flag? At that? She not one beat passed after I said <laughs> Cardi B, and she jumped. You shut your mouth. That was, that was very great. Quick. All right, we'll come back with more, a little bit more of Super Bowl talk. We have a bunch going on today, though. Not only is uh, little Adam Schiff going to try to release the Democratic memo, their version of what came out on Friday from the Republicans in the House Intelligence Committee, uh, the shooter, uh, the gun woman, I guess you could say, from the Castro Middle School shooting, she's doing court also, uh, we got a bunch of stuff. Andrew Mullenbeck is going to join us later in the show and talk about how the um, the a judge has ordered Orange County to uh, change the way it's handling these riverbed homeless evictions. We'll t- all of that is still to come on yeah. Gary and Shannon. Shannon, I'm re-watching the commercials. Those Tide ads were very funny. They must have dropped a lot because they'd show up. Yeah. Even if it was just a five-second thing. It was very clever. Yeah. Well done. Uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. speech, uh, I believe it was a part of a sermon that he was giving at, 
at his church there in Atlanta, Ebenezer Baptist. Uh, the When it started, I said out loud, please do not let this be a car commercial. And then it was a car commercial. I mean, I, specifically I, it was I a truck. It. it was Ram trucks. But it was... And I know that it was for Ram trucks and their community service uh, events and things. But uh, you, you don't get to do that. That's just... That sucked. And I know that there's been a fight between the family, the King family, of who has ownership and rights and this sort of thing. But, man, they were upset with it. Dodge should be ashamed. That's just... It was. I totally was missed it. I'll have to go back and see it. It was just. It was just gross. Their Eli, first one was kind of fun, though. The one with the Vikings. Wasn't that a Ram truck? Uh, I don't remember. If it, it was early on, and it was all these Vikings, and they were headed oh, to yes, Minneapolis, yes. and then they got there and went, oh, yeah, and turned around and went home. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. That was good. But that everybody groaned. Everybody. What other groans were there? Uh, I remember a groan, but I don't remember what it was in regards to. It was Martin Luther King. That was, was one okay. of them. Uh, that was one groan. Where everybody just said, that's not a good thing. And then my, my wife groaned when Cardi B came on. I think that was Oh, funny. okay. <laughs> that makes sense. She was not, not happy. So uh, the memes have begun, which I think are very fun. It's a creative way to, I guess, let off steam or rub it in your just get creative. office workers' uh, faces. The, the, the little kid, uh, the little kid on his phone during the Justin Timberlake show. Oh, that show, was fantastic! Googling who is Justin Timberlake—that's <laughs> funny. What did you uh, think of that? Well, uh, a lot of people were talking today about how he's the first guy in a long time to carry a halftime show on his own. Right? Did he carry it? Uh, well, it, was he enough for you? No, I. Because there was so much speculation about who else was going to join him, whether NSYNC was going to yes. be there or Janet Jackson. I or know. Prince I wanted a. Some I way. wanted a surprise guest, and yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't enough. It's just now we know the Super Bowl halftimes are all about collaborations, right. or oh look who showed up or whatever. And the whole time, all I could think of is Gary Hoffman could have been Justin Timberlake, uh, like a couple different <laughs> life decisions, and that could have been you. Well. No, but you thank can, you. You can sing and dance. I've said many times he is uh, who I want to be when I grow up. He showed up on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. They did the show. They did a special last night from Minnesota. And he showed up to the – he opened the show with a song. Jimmy Fallon did his thing. He came on as a guest and then closed the show with a, a song that he does with Chris Stapleton. That would have been – it's not the right pace for a halftime show – but he and Chris Stapleton up there would have been fantastic. They I, have other; they can do other songs. And, I think what you could do um, I'm, is I, do a medley, a Disney movie song medley, or maybe throw in some musicals because I know you do a good story with a fringe on top, and you put some moves to it, and we put that video together, and never too late to be what you might have been. No. What do you mean no? No, I think it is too late for that. I think it's pretty clear. I guess it's too late. I mean, I appreciate your optimism. Yeah. What? Keep it up. Coming Keep up next, up. little Adam Schiff. We've got a new character. A new nickname. Little Adam Schiff. Uh, the House Democrats are trying to push the uh, release of their memo to sort of rebut what we saw from the Republicans in the House Intelligence Committee. We'll talk about what we think is in that And how memo they and can release it without the president. How they, yeah, go around uh, the, the game that we saw last week with the five-day approval rating and, or approval period and all that sort You've of stuff. You've got to put in Let It Go, um, Be Our Guest, 
Well, we're going to have to wait until ABC. Under the sea. Until ABC gets the Super Bowl again. Because I don't think any other network would allow all that Disney stuff in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Gary and Shannon will continue. Nobody wants to be alone. But tonight Republicans' Nunez memo released last week is not the only one floating around on Capitol Hill. The Democrats have prepared their own response, their own memo in response, I guess you could say, to the Nunez memo. Uh, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan said last week that he supports releasing the Democratic memo. Um, The White House suggested it was open to working with Congress to publish it, but then the weekend happened. Yeah, this is, um, we said this on Friday, this was going to be an interesting 48 hours dealing with the aftermath of the Republican memo once it was released. Um, When Adam Schiff, uh, he's the Democrat, he's the ranking member on the House Intelligence Committee, he has said that he wants to release his 10-page version, which is sort of a rebuttal and fills in some of the blanks that they claim the Republican version didn't have uh, or didn't fill in. So... That's why they want this out there. The president tweeted something today. What do you think he just tweeted? Sit back, relax, and enjoy my tweets. Little Adam Schiff, who is desperate to run for higher office, is one of the biggest liars and leakers in Washington. Right up there with Comey, Warner, Brennan, and Clapper, Adam leaves closed committee hearings to illegally leak confidential information must be stopped. Well, Adam Schiff on Friday, remember, our, I believe what we found to be the biggest problem for the FBI um, and, and the Democrats was a line in the Nunez memo about testimony that McCabe gave in connection with the memo, saying that no surveillance warrant would have been sought from the committee without the Steele dossier information. Remember the, the the shady information that was not vetted by other sources other than Christopher Steele. Well, Schiff said on Friday that that statement does not represent what McCabe told the House Intelligence Committee. And the thing is, we don't know because it was a closed door meeting, but there are transcripts of his testimony. Yeah, Schiff said that McCabe told the panel that the genesis of the investigation did not begin with the dossier. So what would be most beneficial to all of us is to have that actual, actual testimony. Right. And if they, uh, if, if, the, if Nunez knew that McCabe did not testify to that and put it in the memo, that's troubling. Yeah, but... That's why we have a Republican version and a Democratic version, because right. because they can both look at the same testimony and come to wildly different conclusions about well, it. Well, for the Democrats' memo to actually be released, it has to go through the same process that this memo went through. Right. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee has to vote to have the memo released to the public, and then if they vote for it, and, they, and Schiff wants to force a vote on it, because they did ask 
They did ask on Monday when the committee voted to release the Republican version. Uh, they did ask to let the Democrats release theirs and they, were, they didn't take a vote on it or they didn't vote to release it. So you're going to have to overcome that first. And then if they vote for it, the president would have five days to object. Just like he did uh, last week for the Republican version. The, the thing that I'm, I'm curious to see, I, I don't expect him to agree to the release. No. Just based on the way he's handled the story in the past and the way he accepted the results of the memo that came out on Friday saying that this one totally vindicates him, that it totally vindicates Trump in probe. Because, you know, you got to have third person in there, uh, even as the Russian witch hunt goes uh, hitch witch hunt goes on and on. See, he, the president wants to be in control of this information. Republicans want to be in control of this information. So when Schiff started talking about the McCabe testimony and what wasn't in that memo, that's when the president's like, oh, he's leaking confidential information. It's only confidential because you and the other Republicans won't allow it to be released. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. The thing is, he doesn't have support of Republicans outside of of uh, Nunez, I think, in terms of that line of thinking that this totally vindicates him. I mean, it yeah. doesn't. It, it it it's it's not um, not necessarily a separate matter, but it doesn't vindicate him in any of this. It doesn't even address the issue of the potential obstruction of justice or anything like that. But but uh, Chris Stewart, Republican from Utah. He says, listen, uh, I think it would be a mistake for anyone to suggest that Robert Mueller shouldn't complete his work. I support his work. I want him to finish it. I hope he finishes it as quickly as possible. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is the thing is they can go through and release the basics of this memo, the, the Democratic version, without going through the president. There are still channels that are available to them to get the information out there. It would just be a political win if they were able to do so the same way that Republicans did. But uh, again, I don't I don't think this is going to happen. But this is what they're talking about in Washington right now. The president is actually in Ohio today for a speech about taxes. So uh, the assumption is that he's going to make some of the comments uh, and talk at least a little bit about this memo and and his belief that it totally vindicates him. So uh, we'll keep an ear on that. Also, the they will continue to discuss this in the House Intelligence Committee all day today. They were, according to Adam Schiff, they were going to plan on forcing some sort of a vote today. So we'll see if that happens, too. Coming up next, a student in Fresno gets kicked off the basketball team for retweeting Snoop Dogg. snoop loop Her attorney, yes, it's gotten that far, is arguing that this is a First Amendment situation. Hmm. Kids and social media. These Dive into those details when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon. Big day for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles beating the Patriots yesterday at the Super Bowl, 41-33. I had a good time uh, throwing things at Oscar yesterday. Well, he was the only guy who even you know, he's had, like, a, had all a... of a sudden, he like claims the Patriots. Yeah. You know, oh, no, no, I've no. always liked the Patriots. I've always liked Tom Brady. <laughs> and it was like, okay. I didn't have... I don't have a hatred for Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't like either. Most people do. So I was just... I but was because you were the only borderline fan of right. either team, 
you represented everything that was the Patriots. That's fine. That's fine. You guys got nervous for a little bit. Well, there was the weird shuffling (laughs) of who sat in the blue chair. Yeah. Because when you were sitting in the blue chair, they weren't doing very well. And then when Shannon sat in the blue chair, there was a moment where the Patriots were ahead. And then uh, she left and I sat in the blue chair. And we know how it all ended. Yeah. You and, told me that I couldn't sit in the blue chair anymore because it gave me too much power because it moves. Well, you do this thing where it's you're the closest to the television. Yeah. So any play or anything like that, you can just slowly spin around like Captain Kirk on the bridge of the Star Trek exactly Enterprise. Exactly what Starship I felt Enterprise, like. And just slowly gaze at people. Right. I, I at one point started singing Fly Eagles Fly just to upset Oscar. It worked. He was a little teary at one point. It's hard not to have a dog in the race, you know? I think one of the one of the most frustrating things I've ever had to do as a parent is deal with school administrators. And there will be a time when I can tell a story uh, dealing with school administrators on behalf of my son, who's now out of high school, and I don't have to worry about retribution, but my daughter's still at the high school, so I'm, I keep it careful. I have to be careful about it. But there are some things about school administrators lately where this zero, uh, what's the word, zero tolerance policies take away any amount of intelligence that a school administrator has. In the case of this girl who was tweeting and retweeting the D-O-double-G. A Sierra Unified student, this is up in the Fresno area, senior at Sierra High School, Raquel Alec, was suspended from the basketball team for liking and sharing posts from musicians on Twitter and other social media sites, including one of the Snoop Dogg holding what appeared to be a marijuana joint in his hand. Now, let's just pull over the car. Snoop... Today is not the Snoop of our youth. He's not repping for the crypt. He does a show with Martha Stewart right. in 2018, all right. right? So there are worse things to be retweeting yeah. other than Snoop with a joint in his hand. Because we know that he is a long-time uh, glaucoma sufferer, and that's why he smokes the pot. Right. I'm guessing. Like so many Californians. Well, this girl... Long-suffering glaucoma sufferers. Right, exactly. This girl <laughs> uh, was suspended for, for from the team for what they said was a violation of a policy that forbids students from engaging in inappropriate sexual and drug propaganda. Uh, the girl's attorney argued in federal court, this is not a punishable offense. Simply retweeting and liking someone's posts is not a punishable offense because, number one, they didn't threaten anyone on campus. This was her private account. It wasn't even run through school. They were made on this private account that only those who request to be her friend can actually see. And there was no school equipment that was used. She wasn't doing this on school computers because, like many high schools, Sierra High School actually blocks things like Twitter and YouTube and Facebook on campus. I think that this has more to do with the tool that was used to get this girl off the team than the offense because it seems like they had it out for this kid. Um, The former basketball coach there, uh, Kathy Loritzen, is currently an assistant principal at the high school. 
And this girl was captain of the basketball team and was suspended a couple of years ago for getting into a fight with another student. So she signs a contract with Kathy Luritson that says she'd be allowed to return to the team if she kept a clean discipline record. The legal complaint says that this coach did not want the girl to return to the team. So she asked another student to access the girl's private accounts with the intent of invading her privacy. Hmm. It seems like this girl did not get along with the basketball coach and the basketball coach didn't want her on the team. So she used this zero tolerance policy when it comes to uh, social media and that way and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the, the the policy. A parent, by the way, of a student on the team verified the claim that the coach was asking other students, hey, why don't you show me Raquel's uh, Twitter posts or Twitter feed or you use your account so I can see what's going on so that I can dig dirt up on this girl and get her suspended or keep her off the basketball team. Uh, that is a crazy cr- – the district investigated and said that some of those allegations against this coach slash vice principal were absolutely true but said that she wasn't intentionally targeting Raquel in this case. I don't, I don't understand that. How can you say that she was going through and you agree that she was intentionally trying to find out information about this girl, but then not intentionally targeting her specifically? Well, and who else in the school is speaking up or shouldn't somebody else be speaking up over the fight between the basketball coach who has some degree of. It's one of those things where you can't you can't even wrap your head around. And if you're if you're the parent of that student. And you feel like your student is being targeted. No one is listening. No one is listening to what it is that you're saying. And that's that's the most frustrating part about it. Mom, Tammy, says that uh, this whole thing caused uh, her daughter emotional distress, tainted her high school record, hurt her plans to play college ball. She says when she was prevented from playing, she dropped out of school. She pretty much had a nervous breakdown. When all this happened, it really traumatized her. We want to make sure this doesn't happen to another student again. I get it. Here, here's yeah. the thing. Don't don't retweet Snoop's stuff. I mean, just if you're in high school and that that's just a bad form. Right. But it's harmless when it comes to your school and your basketball career. Harmless. Poor girl. What do you think about company? I mean, in this in this situation, it's a school. But what do you think about companies uh, monitoring things that people tweet or retweet or whatever and then having policies about that? And then punishing you based on that. So say like KFI has got a policy where you're representing KFI online, mm-hmm. right? And so, but on my own, my personal Twitter account, that, or you, that, yeah, you're Gary Hoffman. You have yeah. to put like the disclaimer. Uh, you know, the thoughts and you know things said on this Twitter account are not representative of the company or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would hope that I would have more. Uh, I would have enough forethought before I was retweeting. Yeah, I'm just thinking like if Snoop's pot jokes, if I'm a company and I've got a handful of employees or something, I and they do represent my company, I'm going to pay attention to that stuff, I think. But But, to the point of like firing them or just saying, hey, guys, I don't know. Do us a favor as a company. I just wonder if that's where we're headed with uh, with all of this. I guess it goes beyond PC now stuff. Companies are going to have a problem with. 
Yeah, it's 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 Everyone not has just to be politically polite correct. Everywhere. It's, it's yeah. image issues too. Yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman is pissed off, and we come back. She's finally talking about Harvey Weinstein. All of that story when we come back to Gary and Shannon. 